You're about to enjoy an It Takes Three Network podcast. All right. You want the truth? Huh? Huh? I know the truth. You know the truth? Yeah. I'm from an alternate universe where your dad adopted me and you and Summer are in love. And unless I fix things here, which means getting your parents and you and Summer together, I can't go home. I always knew this would happen. Doesn't surprise me. Put this on. Okay. Bringing my arm in. <laughs> hey, Liz. Hey. Welcome back to Let's Talk OC and OC Podcast. I'm Michelle. And I'm Liz. And this week, we're discussing Season 4, Episode 7, The Chrismica. Huh? Huh? What? Chrismica. <laughs> Chrismica. But not really, but kind of? Yeah. I mean, it's the final Chrismica. I know. Sad. But it's fun. It's really fun. It's my favorite. It's really good. Yeah. And you know, this episode, Sam, my sister, and you guys know Sam and Bobby, Sam does not love this episode. I know... Not, and I'm going to retract that. I think our listener, Brittany, and my childhood friend, Brittany, are not fans of this episode because I think the whole coma storyline is stupid. Yeah, I remember the first time watching it thinking, like, this is really, like, out there. Come on, Taylor and Ryan would meet up in their, like, coma state. This is ridiculous. But then at the end, I'm like, oh. Yeah. It's still sweet, though. Yeah. And I think it's just, for me, I love sci-fi, the what-ifs, the parallel universes. So if you love it, this is super fun. But I can totally see how this is can be seen as, like, this is ridiculous. Yeah, because it's, it's a what-if situation, which is not the case. Like, it's not real life. Right. So for people to watch it, it's kind of like... A filler? A filler, like a wasted episode, sort of. Not right. that I feel that way, but people could vision view it that way. Yeah. And I think it actually does help the storyline, though, even though it yeah. kind of can be seen as a filler. Right. Because with Ryan, especially, he has that revelation. Oh, I need to, like, forgive myself. Right. I need to f- move on. Right. So there is growth. Yeah. So, But I pulled a little bit today on asking what how everyone rates the Christmas. Yeah. And I want to get into that with Jess and you later on. But a lot of people do love four. And yeah. so I think it's, again, it's one of those episodes you either love or you hate. And I absolutely love it. But it's not a quintessential Christmaca holiday episode. Right. There's not a lot of holiday. No. There's not a lot of Halloween music either. No. There's like three main tracks of this episode. And that's pretty light for OC. Yeah, there really wasn't a lot of music at all. Yeah. Anyway, this originally aired on December 14th, 2006, was written by J.J. Philbin and Stephanie Savage, directed by Ian Toyton. Ryan and Taylor are in a coma after an accident, and when they wake up in an alternate world, they realize that things aren't the way they seem, and they have to do everything they can to make things right. Yeah. (laughs) This week's Scoop of the Week is going to be read to you by none other than the master himself, Mike. He sent us a video. Oh, I'm so here for this. And it is adorable. And I, Mike, you'll have to s- let us know if we can post the video 
of yeah, you reciting maybe on Patreon, it. Patreon, yeah. Because he's dressed in full Chris garb. <gasps> so get excited. I am a, I am already so excited. Yeah. The scoop of the week is candy cane ice cream. I picked this because it has pieces of peppermint candy cane in it. And peppermint is supposed to be good for the memory as well as it brings mental clarity. Oh. In this episode, the alt world served as a form of mental clarity for both Ryan and Taylor. For Taylor, it showed her she had to stop fearing her mom and finally stand up to her, which she did in the end. And for Ryan, it highlighted his importance as well as the impact he had on people's lives in New York. The most important life he had an impact on was Marissa. He did save her once and give her an extra three years, but ultimately, in the end, she was destined to die young. And there was nothing he could do about it, and it wasn't his fault. Also, in this episode, he got to experience firsthand what the lives of his friends and families would have been like had he not been there. And it was horrible. No one was happy. And to be honest, it just wasn't the OC we know and love. And this kind of showed him some clarity with his importance in their life. Also, I picked this ice cream because it is a Christmas flavor. And I am having it in my latka mug because while the ice cream brings uh, some Chris, it also needs some much needed macaw. I'm Michael Zalavasto, the Let's Talk OC ice cream correspondent, reporting to you live from Ottawa. Now back to you in studio, listen, Michelle. I'm dying. I mean, <laughs> I'm crying. A I'm bit. also crying because just the fact that the effort put into this yeah. and the fun he had, which I hope he had fun doing this because it seems like it. I mean, the way he says important, I, I love it. <laughs> absolutely loved it. And he sends me a message and he's like, hey, I did something different this week. Can I have your email? Please don't laugh. And I was like, never laugh. Never, ever. I absolutely love creativity and effort and all of it. And so I couldn't wait. Right. I, I didn't want to peek, but I peeked and I was like, oh, my gosh, this is the best Christmas present. This is the best present ever. The best, best, best. <laughs> And then I showed it for Aunt, and I was like, wow, it's pretty fucking awesome. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I know. And so, Mike, your video is great. I will reach out to you, and hopefully we can post it for our Patreon family. Yeah. It was just – that was magical. It really was. I know. And, again, home run with the ice cream flavor. (laughs) I didn't know um, peppermint helped for memory. Mm Mm-hmm. Thank you, Mike. (laughs) Seriously, we learn (laughs) so so much. much. I don't know why we're drinking coffee and it's giving me ocho. Is it just because I'm old? Probably. Well. All right. Should we get into it? I'm ready. Okay. Episode opens up. Ryan's in the kitchen. He's taking a coffee break from hanging Christmas lights and the reindeer on the roof. Kirsten is discussing the lights and how he shouldn't wait too long because it's going to start raining out. And then asks about Christmas at dinner and if he thinks Taylor's going to come. But Ryan's unsure because he doesn't want to cross that line because if he invites her to dinner, that means she must be his girlfriend. And Kirsten knows this. She's like, boys are so predictable. I know that's what you're thinking, Ryan. <laughs> He's like, uh, yeah, actually, I am. <laughs> yeah. So as she heads out of the kitchen, he looks at the pile of mail on the counter and notices a letter addressed to him. And it's from Marissa. What are the chances? What? That That this letter got lost in the mail for that long? Isn't that nuts? Right. I know. And when did she send this? I mean, we can go back to it, obviously, later on. But Well, no. It says in the episode that it was postmarked and sent the day she left. Right. So she was sending him a letter to the Cohen's address. Right. That's where he lives. Right. And so then that address was incorrect? Maybe it just got lost in the mail. Or it just really got lost in the mail until this point. Yeah. Ironic. Mm-hmm. 
Over at the Roberts Cooper Casa, I'm not sure what to call their house right, right. now. Right, the, the Roberts, Roberts Coopers. Cooper. The right. Robert Coopers. <laughs> Julie and Caitlin are discussing their Christmas plans in Riverside, which Caitlin does not want to spend Christmas in the ghetto. No. They're like Brittany. Right. Taylor comes in. She's so chipper. She has a gift for Ryan, and she got him a George Foreman grill because obviously he likes lean meat. That, I laughed so hard. So hard. <laughs> like, out loud hard. I also love because she's singing, and Caitlin's like, oh my god, it's carols too. Yeah, like, get this girl out of here. Yeah. But Julie is so sweet. She invites Taylor to their Christmas celebration, but she's convinced that she's going to the Coens, and Ryan just didn't have the chance to ask her yet. Right. Do you think that Julie and Caitlin feel, I wouldn't say necessarily uncomfortable, but do they... I was just making sure I was recording. Do they feel some way about the girl that's living in their house is now dating the guy that Marissa dated and loved for a while? And Julie has a different relationship with Ryan now. Not that like that's the first thing that comes to their mind, but that was the first thing that came to my mind. Like, oh, wait, Taylor's kind of dating Ryan, and she's living in their house, and this is Marissa's ex-boyfriend. Like, not that Taylor's replacing Marissa by any means, but, like, they're kind of filling in that spot and happens to be dating the same guy. I just was like, oh, that's weird. I never thought of that. Yeah, because only I think of that No, (laughs) that is an obvious thought. But I don't think it is because I think they are past it. Yeah. But to me... I don't know, maybe they obviously didn't bring attention to it, but maybe Julie isn't past it. I don't think Caitlyn cares either way, but maybe Julie. I think, I think though, if it was going to be brought up, Caitlyn would be the one to say it. Yeah, she would. And just like, a, oh, look at this that's happening, X, Y, Z. Right. Isn't yeah, this she weird? Would, she would say that because she's very vocal. Yeah. So it was just a thought that crossed my it's mind. It's a great thought. Let us know if this crossed your mind. I don't know why it's never crossed mine. <laughs> Look how many times you've seen it and I can bring some <laughs> sort of perspective. Always respect. Oh, okay. Hey. So Taylor heads to the Coens with his gift and Ryan is outside hanging the lights. She tries to give him the gift, but he's so distracted because of the letter. Yeah. And he's a little rude. He is very he's rude. Like, you can leave it over there. But don't you think his mindset is like, oh my god, this is the last written piece, the last living part of Marissa. I know. So anyway, they start to argue about whether or not she should come to dinner. And this is all happening, mind you, on a ladder. She, they're walking up together. And she's telling him off. She's like, oh, uh, do you want to hang out with someone who you care about this Christmas? And you're not inviting me over. I know that's because you think... That means I'm your girlfriend, and she just keeps blah, 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 blabbing and walking up to the roof together. And she has the gift. So she's and trying to gift. give him this George Foreman grill, which is a large box. He's like, I don't want the gift. And she's like, take the gift. And as this is happening, the ladder falls. She's on the ladder, falls down, and then Ryan falls with her. Yeah. And they both fall to the ground. Yikes. Inside, Kirsten is dealing with the Virginia ham situation. The ham guy. What? what? Was this? And why was she so obsessed with the ham? So obsessed. The entire episode. I have to go get the ham. Don't forget about my ham. What, what? the fuck? We I never, just thought this was we really never weird. We talked about ham in the past. No. And I just think of all the things that happened in this episode, one of her main concerns, like, oh my God, my I ham. <laughs> I know, like, right? Kirsten, what the hell? Okay. So anyway, outside, Ryan and Taylor both wake up from their fall. She runs off because she's pissed, and Ryan walks into the pool house only to discover that it is a gym. Yeah. Whoa. 
So he's really confused. Kirsten comes out. She's in all black. She looks good. She looks amazing. And she has no idea who Ryan is and thinks he's part of the help and advance yeah, staff. Yeah, she's acting quite noopsy. She's acting like the ice queen. Yeah. So Ryan heads to the pier and sees Julie being interviewed about a mission she's working on, which again, red flag. What is she doing? Yeah. She doesn't realize it's him either and calls him a poor sea urchin because he's asking all these questions. Mm -hmm. So in the comic book shop upstairs, the Lukes are picking on Seth. Right? What gives the Lukes the audacity to pick on Seth? They're like much younger than him. (laughs) And they're stealing his wallet So Ryan walks in, grabs the wallet, gives it back to Seth, and Seth also doesn't recognize him and thinks that maybe he's someone he knows from Brown. Yeah, because Seth's going to Brown, but he's still home at the comic book shop. Well, it's Christmas break. Because it's Christmas break. That makes sense. Yeah. So then Ryan overhears that Sandy is doing a press conference at the Yacht Club, and when Ryan out loud says press conference, the Lukes mimic him with press conference, Uh. which made me legitimately laugh out loud. (laughs) Because they're like, oh, he's doing a press conference. Like press conference. Yeah, so dumb, (laughs) so dumb. Anyway, so then the Lukes make a comment about Seth's girlfriend and how she's trying on her wedding dress across the way, and we see Summer in a bridal shop trying on her gown. So Ryan is predicting, oh, it's okay. Yeah, Seth is still with Summer. You guys are getting married, (laughs) right? And so Seth goes out. He's like longingly looking at her, and Ryan's like, oh, it's bad luck to see the bride. Like, what's the problem? And Seth brushes him off. So then Ryan heads to the Yacht Club to talk to Sandy, and it turns out Sandy is the mayor of right, Newport. which is so bizarre. I know. Ryan tries to explain himself, and Sandy takes it as he's a stalker. Yeah. He's like, you know so much about my family. It's not okay, son. No. <laughs> it's not okay. I see you're hurting here and you're yeah. troubled, but not cool. Yeah. So then we see Taylor walking around. She finds Ryan, and they're both so relieved because at least someone recognizes right. they know each other. the other. Taylor tells him that they're in a parallel universe, and she knows all about this because she had a sci-fi phase in 10th grade. I love it. Which, like, same here, Taylor. <laughs> this is the only explanation. They have to be in an alternate universe. Right. So they're sitting at the club, and they see Summer walk in with Holly. Hey, girl. Right? It's we haven't been seen a minute. her in so long. I was wondering if that was even the same actress. I was like, is that supposed to be Holly? Yeah. And they're both wearing these track suits, and Summer is showing off her four-carat ring, and she's a total valley girl. Oh, God. She's so annoying. She's just she's so the most annoying. exaggerated version of season one, Summer. Yes, really. And so then... Che walks in, and it turns out Che is her fiancé. Chester? Is that his name? Chester. (laughs) Yeah. And so then it clicks in Taylor's head, because Taylor and Ryan are witnessing all of this, that what must have happened is Che's family actually moved to Newport, took Harbor's last spot, which was supposed to be Ryan's, and then they realize, okay, we got to get everyone back together. So our mission is to get Seth and Summer back together. That's how we go home. That's how we go home. This is what they think they're ultimate mission is and what's really funny about summer and holly is just like hey bitch oh my god and the funniest part i could not stop laughing was when they see che for the first time and then they walk around a fountain and they go hey bitch and then they reintroduce each other to i was laughing so hard i'm like this is absolutely ridiculous but i could not stop laughing i laughed for a good minute and i had to pause it because i was wanting to take my notes and i was like this is ridiculous they're like, oh my god, hey bitch! <laughs> like twice, it's like they never saw each other. It just got me. I don't know. It hit a funny nerve in it, me, and I could not stop laughing. 
It's funny because I watched this episode for notes and then last night I watched it because Aunt wanted to watch it. And that exact part, Aunt was cracking up. <laughs> because it's like in a matter of 30 seconds, they see each other and they both walk around the fountain and it's like they've never seen each other before. Yeah, so really good. Good. the three of them are heading out. They're leaving the club, even though it looks like they just entered. Yeah. But they're leaving and they're at the valet. So Taylor heads out to spy on Che. Che gets a phone call. Oh, he's such a douche. And she notices what's happening here. And it's really clear that he's talking to someone he's fooling around with. Yeah, he instantly picks up. He's like, hey, baby. You wearing that thong I bought you? Gross. But he waves to Summer and Holly as they drive off. And they're like blowing each other kisses. And he's catching them. And he's growling like a dog. And it's gross. So she follows Che and she sees him arrive at Julie's and it turns out that Julie is married to Sandy. It's like we're three three years ago too. I know. The whole Julie and younger guy situation. And also funny that Julie is living in Summer's house. Oh, you're right. Like why? Right? Wasn't that Summer's house? I I guess so because where would Sandy, where we Kirsten and Jimmy are obviously in the Cooper house, the Cohen's. Cohen's. Right. Right. Because yeah. when Marissa died, right, three years ago, well, in this in this world. In in this world, they were living season one next door. Right. So unless Summer's dad moved and that house went on the market and then they bought that one. And also, Caleb is just not alive in this world. No. No, I guess he just di- ultimately is dead to begin with. So Right, maybe he died early. He just died, but... Anyway. Yeah, I know. A little... A little f- I would like to get their thoughts on all the small details. I tried researching. Nothing. The inspiration, the behind the scenes, like what's going on here. I could not find anything. And then I was like, oh, wait, I have DVD extras, right? Right. John has my DVD of season four that I lent him, and Sam has my other one. And I'm like, both of season four are out. I have every other season. I'm like, damn. So if anybody has, like, behind-the-scenes stuff that you didn't submit in questions and comments, please send our way, because I want to know the inspiration for this episode. So anyway, so Sandy says goodbye to Julie. Chase sneaks in, and... Him and Julie are going at it. They're like smacking each other's asses and oh growling. It's and It's really weird. It's like really. It's violent. Yeah. So Taylor continues to explore the house and she bumps into Mima, who is the housekeeper. And the housekeeper obviously doesn't know who Taylor is. And the bedroom that she enters has Berkeley posters. She notices on the desk that there's a picture of Marissa and Julie. Yeah. When did you think this, which season this was from? Okay. So first of all, this is not season one, Marissa no. or Julie. So it's, no, it's like maybe season three. Yeah, like on the beach, those because, promo photos yeah, they took. Yeah, maybe. I know. I was like, come on, guys. I know. You had no picture of them. Maybe they didn't. Right? They could cut promo photos. Whatever. So Mima says that Missy Cooper is getting in from Berkeley at 3 p.m. Missy? Missy Cooper. Missy. Or Miss Cooper. Missy yeah. Cooper. <laughs> Whoa. So Marissa is alive in alt world. Yeah, and Taylor's like, what do I do with this information? I'm busting at the seams. Yeah. Meanwhile, Ryan heads to the Coens to see if he can find Seth, and he bumps into Jimmy. Oh, my God. I love this. Kirsten's like, hey, you're back? 
where's my son? He's probably upstairs. I don't know what he does up there. But she kind of makes a side remark and she's, she's kind of yeah, happy. She's nasty about it. And she's like, oh, this must be Ryan's friend. It must be her Christmas miracle. Right, like Ryan, that Seth has a friend. But Jimmy, he's actually really nice to him. And he's like, hey, come to the party later. Everyone's invited. All of Newport is welcome since the Newport group is throwing it. So Kirsten's working at the Newport group. Yeah. It's f- funny. Thinking of Jimmy now. Now it's like it's, I'm absorbing it yeah. a bit more. His daughter, which we'll get to later on, has passed three years ago. Yeah. He does have another daughter. Right. And a ex-wife. Yeah. And did he follow that path of like, hey, I'm Jimmy. I lose money. I don't know what that <laughs> what's happening in my life. We don't know because he seems that it's it's probably clear that Kirsten's like the money maker. Like she's yeah. the one in the household to do that. And so maybe Jimmy's just like, yeah, I'm just coattailing. Like I'm just skating along whatever kiki does it's fine by me because i'm just got my money and that's the fun thing about parallel universes because obviously this is all happening in ryan and taylor's brain so not everything right, makes which sense. is weird so the whole thing is weird and you just have to sit back and be like this is fun oh it's totally fun right. but i like to like yeah of you course know, go into in depth why did they do this it was there an ulterior motive with some of the stuff i mean I thought seeing Jimmy was great. Oh, so exciting. He didn't we didn't see him that much, but I loved seeing his presence and even seeing him and Kirsten together. Me too. I as much as Jimmy's a schmo. Oh, we love he's, Jimmy. He's I a great character. Jimmy. I love Jimmy. Yeah. So Taylor and Ryan, they find each other at the diner because in Alt World you just bump into each other. Yeah. And they exchange what they learned, what they have to do, and then Taylor's like, There's just one more thing I have to tell you. Marissa is alive in this world. Yeah, and it just completely, like, Ryan doesn't hear or see anything past that. Like, I need to go. Like, his body's floating in the universe. Like, I gotta go. <laughs> yeah, and she gives him the information that she's getting home from Berkeley at the airport, and but we have to stay on track. Like, we have to get people back together because we have to get the Cohen's back together. We have to get the Coopers back together and all of that. And he's just like, yeah, no, because if Marissa's alive in this world, I don't want to go back. Yeah, Taylor even finishes his sentence like, oh, so you're not going to go back. Uh, Right. Which is off. Like, Ryan, he, excuse me, he would choose Marissa being alive. Not that this is any way better or worse, but Marissa being alive over being reunited with the amazing Coens and having a family, which is insane that he would choose not that I, w- I understand why he would yeah but that he would say no i'm good with this alternate universe i don't care if no one knows me if i don't have a family as long as marissa's alive and she even says marissa's not gonna know you right and that too like who's to say she's gonna know who you are you're you don't exist here but sweet marissa would probably like hey cool like we can yeah. be friends and- or she could go completely like I don't know. I don't Maybe, think so. Don't look at how think, look at all the people she's brought into You're her so world. Right. You're so right. But I just was thinking of like alternate universe. They all were the same at the core. It's just the life, like the things that happened in their life changed situations. Yeah. But like you can see Sandy's still the Sandy and Seth's still the Seth and Kirsten's still the Kirsten. Julie, she's still brought into Summer. the core. <laughs> Summer. Well. She just didn't Summer evolve. Summer and Julie, they didn't evolve because yeah. Ryan wasn't there. Right. Which is... Amazing to think. Right. 
Back in real life, we see that Ryan and Taylor are in a coma. Yeah, like confirmation, this is what's going on, you guys. It's not a weird episode. Yeah, but there's no damage, and they just have to wait until they wake up. Which is funny to me. Comical the way the nurse says it's like they just have to wake up on their own and finish what they need to finish in there. I know. It's like, oh, that's just it. Right. So easy. So Sandy, Seth, and Summer, they arrive, and they decide that they're going to bring Chrismica to the hospital, and... Including the ham. Make sure you get that ham. All the good smelling foods and things that they recognize if they were in this state. Yeah. And that they have to find Veronica Townsend to tell her what's up. Ugh. So then a nurse gives Kirsten the letter from Marissa. It was found in the ambulance. And Kirsten gets this light bulb moment of, oh, shit. This is why Ryan's not waking up. And she lets Sandy know. She gives him a call. And then the nurse is like, listen, sometimes patients just have to heal themselves. Like you said, they have to deal. They have to make things happen before they can wake up. Yeah. Creep. <laughs> right. So then Seth, back at home, he's gathering all this stuff for Christmas. tells Sandy that Ryan and Taylor are probably in an alternate universe and that they have to reset the balance. Yeah, I thought that this was funny. Yeah. So Summer goes home. She tells Julie and Caitlin what happened. And Julie drops everything to help Summer. And Caitlin's relieved because she didn't want to go to Riverside. Yeah. So Veronica's at the airport on her way to Cabo, and they tell Taylor that, I mean, they they tell Veronica what's happening with Taylor, and Veronica doesn't give a shit. She's like, this is ruining my vacation. She's like, oh, she's in the hospitals for anorexia? Oh, she's so awful. But Julie goes all mama bear on her ass, which I fucking Love. loved, and said, if you get on that plane right now, I'm going to tell them that you have a bomb in your back. Yeah, so good. She's like, no, you're getting into the hospital and seeing her daughter. Like, when you... she wakes up, you better be there. And the young dude that Veronica was with. Yeah, who the fuck are you? Unbelievable. All right. So back in alt world, Ryan rushes to the airport and we see a girl walking slow-mo from the waist down with a Berkeley hoodie tied around her waist. It's the pink one. Yes. The one that Summer gave Marissa. Yep. Ryan approaches her and it's Caitlin. Yeah. I Did they make it look like Almost her hair was a little bit lighter. Like it could almost pass for Marissa until she turns around. Turns out that she's super smart and she's the youngest in her class. And then she's taken aback because she's like, how do you know my sister? And then tells him that she OD'd three years ago in Tijuana. Right. What? So crazy. I know. But Taylor's there to comfort him. And She's like, listen, you gave Marissa three more years. You weren't meant to save her. Tears. I know. And you really saved everyone else. Yeah, like look at everyone. They all need you. Yeah. So they both decide that they have work to do and they're going to head to the Newport Christmas party. So they enter the party and they decide that Ryan will be on Seth duty and Taylor will be on Kirsten Sandy duty. And then she realizes in alt world that she's actually a boy because she oh, sees her mom. This is so funny talking to a tailor. And he, she's worse, worse, bad. She's just bad, 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 bad. Poor tailored male. Like, I know the tailor deserve that with his myrtle or whatever she said. The man girdle. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's awful. Stop fussing with your man girdle. <laughs> okay, so Ryan approaches Seth in his bedroom. And Seth is just, like, kicking and screaming, I hate my life, I hate my life. And he's like, I don't understand. I just met you. Why are you so invested in my life? This scene was great. Yes. One of my favorite scenes of the whole episode. And so Ryan's like, listen, you want to hear what's going on? He grabs the chair. He sits. He's like, I'm from an alternate universe. 
He's like, I know you believe me. And Seth's like, I totally believe you. Like, yeah. I knew something like this would happen yeah. one day. And Ryan's like, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> and he's like, this is what you have to do. And so he tells him about the valley and he tells him about plastic horses. So we got this set. Yeah. Taylor tells Kirsten that she works for the mayor, but all he does is mope around and says he's in love with his ex-wife. And then she tells Sandy how Kirsten, all she talks about is her ex-husband and nostalgic about the mail truck. And now this clicks because no one knows about the mail truck. Right. And so he's taken aback because, like, how would she, how would this has to ring true? Right. It has to be true because Kirsten is the only one that knows about the mail truck. Right. So then Taylor talks to Che and tells him that the lady with the red hair needs help with something in the bathroom Ugh. or the bedroom. I think it was the bathroom. I think it was the bathroom. Which is disgusting that they even knew what that meant. And then Ryan tells Julie a guy wants to meet her in the bedroom. And so then Che gets away so Seth and Summer can talk. And so when they're talking, he tells her that he loves plastic horses and the show The Valley. And she's like, no way. I love that too. Oh, my God. And then she asks, what's your horse's name? And he says, Princess Sparkle. I mean, Captain Oates. She's like, you're not going to believe it. It's so sad that, like, he had to say two things. And she's like, oh, my God. We're meant to be together. (laughs) To be. We're so so dumb. So then we get them talking. So we have Sandy and Kirsten talking. And we have Seth and Summer talking. And Taylor is super proud for all this. So she decides, you know what? Fuck my mom. I'm going to go tell her off. So good. So she sticks up for boy Taylor and tells her mom that she's so mean. And as she's doing this, she's getting a weird feeling. Because this was her personal mission yeah. in the alt world to tell her mom. And she realizes that she's starting to wake up and she leaves Ryan and now the whole group is waiting for Ryan to explain himself. Yeah. So Ryan explains that Sandy and Kirsten belong together. Sandy shouldn't be mayor because this is not what he's meant to do. Right. He's not he's not passionate about yeah. that. Yeah. Chardonnay doesn't love Kirsten back. Shh, I laughed at that too. And Seth and Summer should be together. And as he's saying all this, Julie has him arrested. Yeah. So Ryan gets taken to a jail cell with a drunken Santa who threw up in his hat. (laughs) And Sandy comes in to get him. And Sandy's like, listen, I have no idea who you are, but a lot of what you said makes a lot of sense. And Sandy says that pretty much everything went downhill three years ago when Marissa Cooper died. Right. And so my thought process was if Sandy and Kirsten were married, not that they didn't know and love Marissa, but what made them break up? Obviously, Jimmy and Julie, like that a losing a child can really ruin a marriage, right? Yeah. So that makes sense to me. So how did Julie and Sandy find each other? And then we obviously know Kirsten and Jimmy have a history, but it just Sandy and Julie together was really throwing me off. I'm like, what Sandy There's would never no go for her. Way. He would never go for her. And again, it's one of those things that's just for funsies. Yeah. But a lot of our listeners and people who wrote in were saying, Oh, I'm excited to talk about What did you agree with in this alternate world? What you didn't agree with? And a lot of people felt that Sandy and Kirsten still would have been married. Right. Like, why would Marissa's death affect them so much that they would be divorced? Unless Jimmy... Leaned on Kirsten. And Sandy couldn't take it. Something. I wish we kind of would have gotten No, I just want more. Because I even wrote my notes, like, why did Sandy and Kirsten get divorced? Because Marissa died. Everyone was stuck, he said. Everyone was stuck. Yeah. And so Sandy invites Ryan to dinner, which is super sweet. So here, like you said, everybody's to their core. Sandy is still... Yeah, he's still him. Yeah. 
And Ryan's like, no, I actually have to go and do something. So in real world, Taylor wakes up. She tells Kirsten that she needs to be with Sandy. And Kirsten's like, let me get the doctor. And she's probably concerned about her ham because Kirsten bothered me with the ham situation. Veronica arrives at the hospital and she's pissed that she's fucking awake. And that Taylor's walking. Oh, you're walking? Unbelievable. I wasted my trip to Cabo for this. But Taylor hugs her and is like, hey, mom, Merry Christmas. You probably can catch the last flight. You go to Mexico. And she feels really good. Yeah. And even Kirsten and Julie are looking at her like, why did you, why are you so nice to your mom? She doesn't even care that you're alive and yeah. well. And and you can tell that Taylor doesn't really understand why she feels that way, but she just feels like, oh, I'm good. Like a weight lifted. Yeah. So then Kirsten shows the letter to Julie, the one from Marissa, and Julie reads it, and she says that Marissa loved Ryan but needed to leave Newport to get on with her life. Which I'm like, you read the letter? Yeah. I'm addressed to you. I just think it's interesting that Marissa decided to write him this letter because they did have the conversation of... I know. Hey, yeah, we're both going to do our own thing. I'm going to see my dad on the boat. I'll be back in the year kind of thing. Maybe down the line we can catch up. I'm wondering if obviously the letter had more in it. Oh, yeah. And maybe she didn't think at the time when she was writing it that Ryan and her would have this long goodbye. Yeah. The drive. Right. Maybe she wrote it and sent it before he was like, hey, let me take you to the airport. Yeah. That's what makes sense to me. But anyway, so Ryan, in alt world, heads to Marissa's lifeguard tower, which holy fucking nostalgia right here. We haven't seen that in quite a few weeks. (laughs) And I feel that if you don't get chills in this moment, you're a monster. (laughs) I'm just saying. And he reads the letter and into the desk plays. And this is such a beautiful healing moment. And I cried. Yeah. I shed a few tears. I thought this was done really well. I wish we could have seen what was, was in the letter. And I wish I could have heard her. Well, obviously. I know. I was obviously, we can't hear her. And I'm yeah. glad they didn't choose Try. another voiceover. Yeah. But maybe if, in his words. Right. Like him reading it or even Julie reading it. Someone. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well. But after he reads this letter, he drops it and he says goodbye. Yeah. He wakes up. And Taylor's there, and he tells Taylor that he had the weirdest dream, and she's like, me too, I think you were there. And then he's like, I'm really glad you're here, and everybody is in the hospital room, it stopped raining, and all joy is to be had. I'm kind of glad that they didn't do, like, yeah, we kind of remember some of the things yeah. that happened. Yeah, 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 yeah. have, like, this special bond, kind of, like, alternate universe weird thing going on. So I'm glad they didn't do that. Yeah. But did you catch Sandy when he was like, yeah, me and Mr. Gri- Dr. Griffith bought the hospital. I was like, yes. Triggered. Triggered. Did you catch the Johnny Harbor Pack West poster? No. <gasps> so we had a lot of that in Ooh, our. I wish I would have noticed that. In our trivia. Okay. A lot of people wrote that in, but I have a picture of it. Oh, nice. And I think this was so cool that they did that. Yeah. But, I like that. But also, and we'll get into it, Johnny and Caitlin are really the only ones who benefit in this alt world. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Anyway, so we're going to take a short break. We're going to come back with our special guest and patron, Yay! Jess, and we're going to discuss all your questions and comments. So excited. <laughs> 
Previously on One Tree Hill. I'm Simon, and I love One Tree Hill. And I'm Dom, and I've never seen One Tree Hill. Join us on The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast, as we cover One Tree Hill in its entirety, episode by episode. Where Simon takes me on a voyage of discovery to One Tree Hill. We're spoiler-free. So if you're a first-time viewer of One Tree Hill, or a seasoned pro, we've got you covered. You can find us on all podcast platforms. And at ravenshoops.net. He just became a raven. Welcome back from break, and with us we have our special guest co-host, Jess. Hey, Jess. Hi. Yay. Yay. We're so excited that you're with us, and we're so excited to discuss this episode with you. Me too. It's like flashbacks to old times with Tree Hill Talk. I know. <laughs> you, know you know what? It's funny, Jess. When I was typing in your name to Skype with you, it was like, you Skyped with this person over a year ago, and oh. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> oh, it's been a while. I know, Tree Hill Talk Days. All right, so as always, we're going to start off with our trivia correspondent, our girl Tish. Letitia underscore Dominique on Instagram. She says, with six votes, Taylor is TV.com's MVP. Aside from the series finale, this episode has the most views of the season with a 4.3 million view. Wow. Wow. This is the second highest rated episode of the season on IMDb with a rating of 8.7. Hmm. I was saying this to Liz, and I don't know if you noticed, Jess, but a poster can be seen in the shopping mall that says Johnny Harper is the PacWest surf star. That's so cool. Yeah, I saw that. I have that written down. So cool. I love that they did that. Yeah. yeah. As Ryan's leaving Kirsten and Jimmy's house a worker calls kirsten the dragon lady this was a nickname sandy used when referring to julie cooper at the start of season one i was at game of thrones (laughs) (laughs) i don't remember that okay yeah the opening credits have a different music in the episode for the first time in the show Yeah, why did they do that that it's a trippy yeah you know and then in 2019 to celebrate the 16th anniversary of the oc pilot Telltale TV did a list of 15 episodes that made us fall in love with the OC. This episode rated number 14. Oh, oh nice. Cool. Comment. Tish thinks that this is her favorite episode of the entire series and that the message is sent to Ryan that he has to move on. Whoa, her favorite of the whole series? I know. And then she has a question for Jess. A couple okay. of questions for you, Jess. Okay. How did you get into the OC? How many times have you seen the show? And what is your favorite episode? Good question. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> so it's really funny because I started watching the OC with the podcast and realized I'd seen it before. <laughs> but like, because it was on at the same time as One Tree Hill, and I was definitely like more like on the One Tree Hill train, I don't know if I like dropped off and like didn't see every episode as it continued on, but like I definitely remembered certain episodes. Like I remembered the Marissa in season three. I remembered like a lot of different pieces. Um, And then, so once I realized that and I was watching, then I ended up skipping ahead because I was like, I feel like I've seen this whole show. Wow. Um, (laughs) So I think I've seen it. Like, I guess this is my second time watching it um but I've I've really enjoyed it um and it's funny because like even with Gossip Girl also being a Josh Worth show like I've seen Gossip Girl several times and I have always enjoyed it but now watching both of them at the same time again I like the OC better 
Yeah, they're so like vastly different. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, and then I'm, and then my favorite episode of the series. Actually, I think this might be it too. So I was like so excited when Yay. I got to podcast with you guys about it. Um, yeah, but I do actually like season four. I think the most out of the whole series, even though it's different. I just something like the lightness about it or something. I just really like about it. Yeah. Definitely. So. I think across the board, a lot of people are coming up and saying that, which yeah. I didn't realize. It's like people love season one and they love season four and the in-between is mm-hmm. not the best in some people's eyes. Yeah, definitely. And I saw, it was funny, I just actually, I responded right before we hopped on, but I saw your Instagram post about like, what order do you like the Christmas? Yes. And so it was like, I was thinking about it, I'm like, four is my favorite. And then one, just because it was like Chrismica was introduced. And then I liked the Chrismica Bar Mitzvah, right? That was three with Johnny. Yeah. Yep. And then the Lindsay, Lindsay. one was last place. <laughs> <laughs> no shame. No shame. Do you, do you have some some choice words for Lindsay? I just, I just felt like she's like blah. Like she's like right. a wet mop. <laughs> Yes, yeah. very vanilla. Yeah. Definitely no depth there, yeah, really. I know. And I just never felt like she was a good fit for Ryan. Like, even though there was a lot of drama with Marissa, I, you know, I could definitely see the sparks between Ryan and Marissa. Um, and then I feel like with Taylor, she kind of just gives him a run for his money and keeps him yeah. on his toes all the time. And so I actually prefer Taylor with. Ryan, don't hate me. Uh, no, but, not at all. No hate um, at all. But yeah, so I, I, I'm a big Taylor and Ryan fan. Cool. What do you think their ship name would be? Because we've been discussing this. <sighs> I don't know. I was I, I was having a hard time coming up with one too. It's, um, it's hard. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure if it would be like tying, tying, trying. <laughs> I don't. Railer just sounds, just sounds so bad. <laughs> it yeah. <just> sounds wrong. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I said Tayin would be probably the easiest, even though it doesn't sound the best. It doesn't sound the best, but yeah, I think it's easier to kind of say. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you, Tish. Moving on to Mike Dell underscore Vasto on Instagram. He also feels that this might be his favorite episode of the series. Wow. It's a lot of wheat in this episode. (laughs) Yeah. The picture of Marissa and Julie on the dresser that Taylor saw, he feels is so weird because it doesn't look like Julie at all. I feel it's weird because it's Marissa clearly a lot older than how she would have been in three years ago. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it looks like Julie at all either. And I did read um, that that picture is actually, I guess, in the season three DVD box. But I don't don't know what he said, but... Yeah, yeah, the we promo. Were over that. We were talking about that. Which is stinky. I feel like if you have a cast, you don't have any organic photos. Photoshop it. Yeah. yeah. Or like Photoshop. Stinks, but. Couple of questions. Do you think Julie was channeling her loss of Marissa and projecting that onto Veronica when she told her she better go to the hospital or she'll call in a bomb threat? Hmm. I mean, I think so. I think so. Yeah. I didn't even think about that until now. Mm-hmm. But it makes total sense. Yeah. yeah. I definitely feel like even when um, Summer came back to the house and, like, let them know that she was in the hospital, like, I felt like 
Julie kind of became mama bear and like super protective and wanted to make sure that her mom knew and, you know. Yes, definitely. Plus she says, I'm responsible for this girl. She's living in my house right now. So kind of have to step up to the plate, even though I feel like she would anyway. Oh, she would. Yeah, she would. Yeah, I agree. If the OC ever got a revival, not a reboot because that's different, and the whole cast signed on to do a fifth mm. season, including Misha, would you approve and would you watch it? Uh, well, now? Like in I 2020? Mean, how is Misha yeah. coming back? <laughs> well, he says if that's the case and Misha wanted to come back, I guess they'd have to pretend season four never happened or maybe we find out Marissa actually survived and didn't remember who she was and that Julie sent her away and then told her everyone died. (laughs) And then Julie did not, did send her away to TJ after all. So there's a lot of obstacles. I feel like I'd watch it, but it probably wouldn't be good. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't, I I think it would be okay if she didn't come back, but to try and spin a storyline around Misha doesn't make sense to me. But if they came back and like down the road and, you know, Ryan maybe is married and he's like super su- successful architect and they wanted to kind of dive into that or dive into Seth and Summer, then maybe mm-hmm. I could see it, but not by bringing Misha back. Yeah, I agree with that. We would need another alt world episode. Yeah. Right. Which is like, why well, don't do that twice? You can't do it again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you definitely no. can't pull it off twice. <laughs> no. Thanks, Mike. Uh, Alicia at AAW315. Says she would love to hear a bonus episode of John's summary of the OC in what is in six minutes. She thinks that'll be hilarious. We talked about that last week. It would be hilarious. It would be. (laughs) And uh, on Johnny being alive, it shows that if they hadn't come into his life, that his destiny wasn't to die young. Right. Because Marissa's was. Right. Mm -hmm. But then Marissa doesn't get to know Johnny. So therefore his life is not touched. In right. This world. right. So, how do you guys think? How do you feel about that? That in fact he is actually alive in I feel an like alternate that's really shitty. universe. Yeah. <laughs> I feel badly for Johnny. I know that's awful. Yeah, wow. yeah. It was a bit when I noticed the poster. It was definitely a bit cringy. I'm like, oh, so he's a surfer now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like the writers knew that that's what they wanted for him. So in in like a way to honor him, let's do that. But also it's like, well, you killed him though. Right. <laughs> so I don't know. Like Marissa, that stuff makes sense. Huge main character, Julie's daughter, Caitlin's sister, Ryan's girlfriend, Summer's best friend. Makes sense. You would bring Marissa into this, but to like revive Johnny, like he just never died and he wasn't supposed to. It's like, well, come on. Right. Why'd you do that to him then? Right. Yeah, Definitely. Since this was a Christmaka episode and just listed her order of epi- of Christmakas, how would you rate it, Liz? Uh, I would have to agree with Jess. I think this is my favorite. Number one for nostalgia purposes would be two. And then the the third, the Christmaka bar mitzvah and what was the second one called? Do we remember? Something about <laughs> just, saving Christmaka, right? Like Summer like saves that. it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So she, she saves it. I feel like they're kind of equal, but maybe I put three a little bit higher just because Lindsay is in the second one. <laughs> yeah. I know Aunt and I were going through this last night, and I rated four, one, two, three, two, three only because I love that Summer does save Christmaka. Yeah, great. And... The only thing that Lindsay gave us was the Yama Claws. The Yama Claws. That's true. That's true. I like slightly more because of the nostalgia factor of my bat mitzvah. 
Yes. Oh, yeah, well, that's <laughs> so For much fun. Sure. Yeah, so much fun. I mean, Ryan and Mensch, I mean, that's yeah, it's great. Absolutely. So good. Yeah. <laughs> this episode moves Taylor and Ryan's relationship forward. What do you think it is about this experience that makes this happen? Hmm. I like mean, fell off a roof together? Right. Yeah, but I think it's too like they they a they fell off a roof together, but in their weird coma dream, I mean, they were really relying on each other to get out of the alt universe and figure out how to do that. Yeah. So I think, yeah, that was a big part of it as well. And I think now that Ryan has put that chapter of Marissa away, so to speak, he's like, okay, I'm more open to being with Taylor or to at least exploring dating Taylor. Right. Maybe not officially yet, because that's just way too much for Ryan to handle. But I think he's maybe now more open to the experience. And he even says to her at the end, like, I'm glad you're here. Right. Which I was like, oh, oh my heart. Do you yeah. think that with the letter, he doesn't actually read it in real life? And he's just like, I feel fine now. Huh. That's a good point. That's I mean, a great point. But I feel like he saw the letter, even if he didn't open it, he saw the letter at the beginning. Right. So, like, if he if he had not already read it before falling off the roof, wouldn't he be looking for it after? Or do you think he would just, like, not care because he's, like, content? Right. But, I wish, because uh, Kirsten put it next to his bedside, and I wish he just looked over at it and smiled or right, something, like, the, like recognized it. that he remembered yeah. he had it. I, it's so funny that you say that, because I didn't even realize that in our real time, he doesn't read the letter. Or we don't see him or read the letter. we don't see him. Read the letter. But then it also, to me, like I was trying to figure out when I was watching, but it looks like when Kirsten hands the letter to Julie... Um, that it's already been open. So then yes. I kind of wonder, and I feel like at the beginning of the episode when Ryan and Kirsten are talking about whether or not he should invite Taylor over for dinner, he's like, okay, yeah, I'll invite her. And then he sees the letter, and then by the time that Taylor gets there, he's acting really weird. And yeah. so to me, that means maybe he started to read it, or, you know, like, I'm not really sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know that's that's so true. It's such a good point because we'll never know if he read it right. in real time or not. But it did look open. It yeah. does. Do you think yeah. Kirsten opened it? I think Julie opened it. If, if yeah. anyone, if it wasn't Ryan, I think it was Julie. Right. Yeah. Do you think it's weird that Kirsten gave the letter to Julie? It's her daughter's thoughts to, to Ryan. Ryan. It's a personal thing, yeah. but then it's the last living thing. You know, the last living. thing she did technically before yeah. she yeah. died, like article that they have, right. an artifact, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I felt like it was a little bit weird that she handed it to Julie. Yeah. I mean, I can, I guess I can sort of see the point, but I overall, I feel like it's kind of weird to be like, oh yeah, she wrote this to my son, but here it is. Yeah, right. I, I know. Mean, what true. if it was sexy talk? Right? I know, and that's what you have in, engraved in your mind about your daughter, <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> She gets it from her mama. That's true. true. So in Alt World, summer is so exaggerated. Oh my god! And to a very funny level. But what do you think makes summer change so much? In real what, like her progression? Because she, I feel summer progressed pretty quickly when you go back and watch. She did. Yeah, I honestly, I mean, I think it's. Seth was a big part of that and that Ryan 
kind of not orchestrated it necessarily, but like if it wasn't for Ryan, Seth would have never had a shot with Summer. Like, right? You know, Ryan was the coach. Like, you're okay. She's just Summer, <laughs> right? And so I think because you know Seth kind of stopped just thinking of her as like his dream girl, and like she became like a real person to him, and like he valued her. She stopped acting in that way and really became like kind of grew into herself as she dated Seth. Yeah. Not saying that like a relationship has to define you in that way, but like I think it gave her permission to not be like every other free noopsy. <laughs> yeah. 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 For sure. Thank you, Alicia. Moving yeah. on to our girl Vic at Music on Instagram. Like a lot of us she loves this episode, so here's another one. She says, it's crazy how in this alternate universe, everything goes crazy just because Marissa dies, yet Caitlin and Johnny are the ones that thrive. Right. They benefit right. from Marissa dying. Caitlin yeah. becomes this child prodigy that goes to Berkeley two years or three years before her time. Right. right. And she cares, even though her parents are like all messed up. Yeah. It's strange. Yeah. Really yeah. strange. Seeing Che in the puka shell necklace reminded her of Luke. Luke yes. She also loved the 24 shout out that Caitlin gave. She says, last week, so much fun with my own smile counter. Was up to 20 with John and Anthony discussing what a smile was. Oh. <laughs> she then says, hi, Jess. Congrats on the guest spot. What do you think about Ryan and Taylor, which you said they're your favorite? Are they your favorite couple of this series? Um... Oh, I don't know. I mean, I think Kirsten and Sandy are my favorite couple of the yeah. series. But no, I, I, I think I actually enjoyed Taylor with Ryan more so than anyone else he dates. Like Marissa, Sadie, definitely Lindsay. Sadie. Sadie. Um, yeah, I just I enjoy them, and you know, like, and I know I said this. I think last week in After Dark, like, I feel like up to this point, the progression is somewhat natural and I feel like you know this week there's a little bit of that like where where do we really stand kind of a thing especially at the holidays when you're in a new relationship that could be so hard to like to navigate so I feel awkward. like right yeah and but then like I feel like going into next week it's like really weird jump in time based on the timing of the next episode like this one Ryan specifically says like we've only been dating for a few weeks you know, but then like next week it was kind of, when I watched it, it was kind of like, oh, okay, well that's interesting. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see what you think next week when yeah. you watch that episode. Yeah. yeah, I'm excited to watch it. Why do you think in alt world Taylor was a boy <laughs> for comedy? <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know if it's for comedy or just because like, um. Oh, I'm totally bl- Victoria. No, yes, Veronica. 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 Oh, yeah, Victoria. <laughs> um, so I feel like because she's like this sports agent and you know, like everything. I was wondering if that had something to do with like her having a son instead of a daughter. Yeah, and she's like, a, and also you know. it's like either way, she's a bitch. Right. Oh like, yeah, she'll find a flaw with any of her children, regardless of the sex of the child. And so she's saying the same exact things, like a weight issue with your son. Like, obviously that's a real thing that happens, but most of the time it's a girl that has that type of body image issue. And so the mother is like on them about that. So it's interesting that they just spun it the same exact way 
just a male. Yeah. Which I think was great. Like, I, yeah, either, I like either way, she's exactly the same. Yeah. I think that was actually good for Taylor to see, too, that it's, like, not just because I'm her daughter that she's treating me this way. It would be the same even if I was a boy. And right. I think that was, like, what helped her stand up to her as well in all world. Yeah, all I world. agree. Yeah. Who do you think broke up first, the Coopers or the Coens? Oh, um, maybe, maybe the Coopers just because of the stresses of losing Marissa. Yeah, that, that's what I was going to go with. Yeah. But like, I, I, I'm curious your thoughts because I felt like, like Kirsten and Jimmy were somewhat natural because of the comparing, because they have history Earlier in the series, there was, like, that moment where they kind of connected again and, like, had the kiss or whatever. I think that was in mm-hmm. season mm-hmm. one, but I can't remember. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, like, I felt like there was the history there to kind of warrant that. But then, like, you know, Julie and Sandy, it was just like, this is so weird. Like, granted, yeah. Julie well, I totally had the whole agree. time, but, like, it was just yeah. so weird. Like, it, we were saying um, when we were summing up the episode, I felt like it was so unlike Sandy to ever go for someone like Julie, knowing the core of who she is and how she doesn't even develop in this alt world. Like why would he even bother? Right. I feel like Sandy would be alone rather than be with Julie. I agree. And I mean, even to your point earlier where you were saying like in season one, how he refers to her as dragon lady. And I was married to her. It was just like, to me, that just doesn't seem like a natural pairing right. at all. Right, and that's before Marissa dies. So before all of this stuff happens, Sandy knows the kind of person Julie is. Right. So for him to lead her on in life a few years later, be like, yeah, I guess we'll do this for... I mean, she's like a fake philanthropist, right? Right. And so in order to get the status of that, she marries the mayor. Yeah. But... I don't know. It was a real stretch for me. I know. Real, real stretch. Yeah. <laughs> humorous, but it was a stretch. It was humorous. Exactly. Thank you, Vic. Yeah, Blair thanks. at Blair Tet. Why do you think they didn't include Luke in the alt universe? We got Holly. Um, so I would have loved to see him again. Me too. And we got the little Lukes. We got I know. the little Lukes. Yeah. yeah. So maybe it was just like a timing thing. Maybe they tried. Who knows? I don't know. One thing I read was that it said Luke Ward was not seen in an alternative universe, although it was hinted that he never moved away from Newport because his brothers were seen teasing and bullying Seth, which is what Luke used to do. Oh, that makes sense. Like Luke went off and graduated. Now like the little Lukes are like the asshole Luke from high school. Makes sense. It does make sense. Well, maybe that's because he never got involved with Ryan and Seth and softened him a bit. Maybe. (laughs) Interesting. Good pickup. Thanks, Blair. Anna at Be A Mac. She wants to know what we think, and we kind of talked about this, but about the whole alt-universe. She feels that everything pretty much would have stayed the same uh, in terms of Sandy and Kirsten would still be together. She thinks Ryan would have worked construction if he didn't meet them. Yeah. And that Seth still still would have went off to college. Yeah. He still would have been the Seth that he is to the core. And Sandy and Kirsten <laughs> would still be together. I think we all agree. Yeah. yeah. I don't force I don't understand 
why Marissa's death would lead to a divorce between the two. But maybe I'm just not for fun? seeing the full I'm picture. taking it as like for yeah. fun. Yeah. 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 Thank you. We have an email from Lisa. She thought the whole Summer Che Julie triangle was hilarious. <laughs> and she forgot that Julie was the one he was cheating with. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, thinks it's funny that Caleb is still dead in Alt-World. No Caleb. What do you think Seth went to Brown to study in Alt-World? I mean... That's a good question. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> what was he going to study? Right, and what was he... St- I, I mean, mean, all Rizzi, I can think of is Rizzi. <laughs> right, it's like an art school, so like maybe he does de- try some sort of like graphic design or some sort of I know because Anna's the one who inspired him to go for art right so maybe he does meet Anna though because that's before Marissa dies I wish we had Anna yeah speaking of characters that would be a good fanfic though like to write what happens when Seth actually goes to Brown in all that's a great we've been trying to come up with different fanfic ideas because I'd love to do that again yeah we did when the Coen's go on vacation and meet who uh, but that's a really good one. Just more alternate universe, you know, suggestions. Yeah. And then a lot of people were saying, including Lisa, that is it unreasonable to think that Caitlin would end up smart enough as in the youngest class of Berkeley? Because even if Marissa died in TJ, she doesn't think that three years later she would have you know, evolved into this person. And then she graduates in two years. Right. Like she would she was still at boarding school. Right. Right. So you're meaning to tell me either she met, she moved her way through boarding school and said, like, I'm above this and I'm going to better myself, or she moved back home and decided that she was going to better herself there? It doesn't really make sense. I mean, I like the spin of it. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. But when would she have made this revelation? And so soon to graduate before she was supposed to. Right. Right. But either way, I guess. Either way. The funsy part, you know? (laughs) Thank you, Lisa. That's all the questions and comments that we have. Jess, do you have any questions or comments for us? Uh, um, I had another trivia that I had found, which was that the nurse that gives Kirsten the letter in the hospital is actually the same nurse that Julie talked to um, in season three, the aftermath when she was trying to get in to see Trey after visiting hours. Oh, that makes sense. I like that they did that. Yeah. That's good. uh, Continuity there. And then um, the other thing. So I I, I was thinking about this. I feel like considering that Luke's dad, came out in the first season. I'm very surprised at, I feel like season four has like backtracked in the gay comments. Yes. We we were talking about this too. Last, I mean, the last two weeks, because there yeah. have been season four, especially a lot of comments about gay, you know, the, the way that they're using the term. And it's right. like, well, and a lot of it was the Luke saying it like when they were teasing Seth and I'm like, Okay, dude, right. like, your dad is gay. Like, why would you be making gay jokes? Like, why wouldn't you be more tolerant? Right. It just do didn't you, seem, I don't know, it just doesn't seem. Do you think that because they're younger and because maybe they don't understand as much, maybe they use that as, like, a defense mechanism? Like, I maybe they got made fun of because their dad was gay, and so, like, that's the way that they make fun of other people by using the term gay, but, like, 
I don't know. I mean, Even yeah, Caitlin, I mean, I don't too. Like I don't Caitlin, like it. Yeah. Drives me crazy. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, there's so many other words we could have picked out there. <laughs> yeah. I just, it kind of bothered me. And I think partially it bothered me because, like, on the, the OC was first. And, um, you know, but I feel like they kind of went backwards in their tolerance. But then go into Gossip Girl, which came out well after, and it was another Josh Wirtz and Stephanie Savage show, I feel like on that show, they're so much more tolerant. Yeah. Um, in, in a much meaner world, if that makes right. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah, I feel no, like that's it's totally weird. true. Because you have a pretty... A, a side character that is it, part of the family, so... And, and, and gay. So, right. you're like, okay, they made a... Shed a light on this character, who in the books wasn't gay so they're like let's spin this person differently and so yeah it would make more sense for them to be more relaxed in like the oc world with it than they bring it into gossip girl yeah Yeah. and then again just to with season one and i said this last week too like when it was discussed at the cohen's dinner and seth was making the jokes at as a young yeah sandy shut it down Right. right so why was it okay to shut it down then but then have like I can't like teenagers. Is there no parent around. To yeah, shut it. But Caitlin, it's just every time, and it's been a couple of times. Yeah, and yeah. it's just not. I. It's very. It's cringy. really uncomfortable. It is yeah. very cringy for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. So, but thanks then, for bringing that point up because we always talk about that. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. It's just it's definitely been bothering me more this time around. I think. Mm-hmm. And then the only other thing I want to know is how. Ryan and Taylor do not have any broken bones actually falling off the roof. <laughs> right? All, all their their trauma was that they're in, in this in coma that they induced pretty much by themselves and have to get themselves out of it. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. That makes no sense. They fell off of a ladder. At least you would have some sort of bruise. No bruise. Maybe a broken nothing. bone. Yeah, something. Nothing. Taylor's walking completely fine. She was the one who probably got hit worse since she was on the ladder. Right. right. So... <laughs> I know. Yeah. Like, thank God, but also how? Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Very far-fetched. Yeah. The whole episode was far-fetched, so yeah, I guess it definitely. went with that. Yeah. Jess, do you have a favorite character throughout the whole series? Oof. Um, you know, it cha- I feel like it changes. Or it's not that it's necessarily one specific character, or, but it might be, like, more of interactions that happen. Mm, yeah. Um, I, I do... I don't know. I'm going to go back to Taylor. She's she's my stock answer to me, I guess. Nice. And I don't love her in season three, but I feel like in season four, I really enjoy her. Yeah, she definitely has a rough start. And we understand where she's coming from because Veronica is so awful. And so you don't blame her necessarily for being so awful in the beginning. But then she just develops so beautifully. And once Seth and Summer become her friends, she's like, oh, my God, I can do I can't do enough for you guys. You invited me into the circle. You're my best friend. Right. Like, yeah. She's just adorable. She's nuts, but she's, adorable. she's nuts. Yeah. But I also, <laughs> this is going to be a little bit um, embarrassing to say or mortifying to say, but I actually see myself in her a bit. And I think that's oh, yeah. I really I, yeah. There's definitely a lot of um, relatable qualities in her. For sure. Yeah. The neurotic por- portions <laughs> yes, or saying things that you probably shouldn't say. Yep. Right. Yep. <laughs> the sexual, like, uh, sex- her sexuality is hysterical. So yes. she's just, she's fun. She's, she's so great. Fun. She's fun. I love her Taylorisms and Me yeah. Too. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Jess. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. Thanks for having me. This, so much fun. This is so much fun. 
love hearing your thoughts on this episode and hopefully we'll have you on for a future episode of OC or Gossip Girl. Yeah. Sounds good. Anytime. Hope you guys enjoyed our conversation with Jess. As always, we love talking with her and I hope you had a lot of fun, Jess. (laughs) As I adjust all my mic as I talk. (laughs) It's like ding, 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 ding. Sorry. Okay. Some music in this episode, Mates of State, Ashtar Command, which is Into Dust, and Sia. Yes, Sia was at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. There was one part that I did want to mention, and this is something I was reading, so I'm interested to hear your take mm. on it, Liz. But Johnny Harper, Casey, and Chili may or may not have had a brief cameo. What? They're not <laughs> listed but in the scene where Taylor runs into the diner to tell Ryan about Marissa being alive, and Ryan is sitting at the booth. At the, yeah. Okay. Three people walk out that have similar hair to Johnny, Casey, and Chili. Oh. And you see Ryan kind of make a smirk. This could be really reading into it. <gasps> but Aunt and I rewound this a couple of times, and Aunt was like, yeah, I could see how that could be. Oh, I would love that. Just some fun. That is fun. I would totally love that. I know, right? So I'm just going to believe it. Yeah, I'm going to believe it, too. And you guys can believe it, too, if you want. Totally. All right. Some quotes in this episode. Nope, we're going to do fashion first. Fashion's good. I loved Ryan's long-sleeved gray shirt with a pocket. The only shirt he wore during the, I know. Much the, the whole episode. I know. The fashion was not... Not a lot. Yeah. But it's okay. I loved Kirsten's black suit. Me too. And Julie had one too, a two-piece like suit outfit. The red? No, black. At the the end, the party at the oh, end. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I also love Kirsten's hair. Me too. I loved her hair. I loved Sandy's like collarless blue, just like pullover sweatshirt. Yeah. So classic Sandy. Yep. Julie's tracksuit in real world when she's packing for Riverside. Yes. Um, I had Ryan's blazer when he takes it from Seth and puts it on. I'm like, okay, Ryan, you look so good in a t-shirt and a blazer. I love that look. Also have to shout out Summer and Holly's tracksuits. The tracksuits. That's the epitome of 2006, you know, like mm-hmm. the epitome. <laughs> That's love all it. I had for Me passion. too. There really wasn't a lot. Yeah. Some quotes? Boys are so predictable. Look who's funny in alt world. Well, Taylor, are you hurt? Only my heart, Ryan. Only my heart. <laughs> In alt world, Summer is a mindless bimbo. Vote Sandy Cohen. Oh, now, honey, I told you, my family only drinks wine coolers. Yes. Well, I better mingle. Ta. <laughs> oh, my God. In alt world, I'm a boy. And stop picking at your man girdle. <laughs> hey, I like that show, too. And plastic horses. <laughs> hey, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor in a coma is kind of a nice break. Yeah. I have my favorite Taylorism. Can Me. I say it here? Me too. Let's oh, okay. do it. Taylor. 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 Ah, that Taylor. I got him a George Foreman grill because he likes lean meat, obviously. My Taylorism was, poor Ryan, all of his muscles are developed uh, except for the ones in his mouth. Yes, I almost put that one too. So many good quotes by her. MVP and shittiest? Yeah, this was pretty easy for me. Yeah, it was pretty easy for me too. I feel like a cop-out with the shittiest, but the MVP was, I felt, was acceptable for this episode. Yeah. Okay. You ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Three, Three two, two, one, Taylor. <laughs> so Alicia and Vic chose Taylor. Lisa chose Julie. Yeah. I just love the way she mothered. She's like, I'm going in. Taylor's my responsibility. 
Veronica, get the fuck out of here. I don't care about your vacation. Get off this line. And then I just, she was, I feel like an all said and done in the hospital, the last scene, it's just kind of a montage of everyone looking at each other. And they pan to Julie. And she's just like, I think, absorbing. Like, oh, okay. I'm I'm actually okay. Even though she's like holding the letter from Russ. Like, I'm okay. Yeah. And I just, I appreciated her. Even in the alt world, she was still the shitty Julie we used to know and love. But she's the good Julie we know and love now. Yeah. I chose Taylor for ultimately driving this whole episode. It's a great choice. It's a great choice. And for realizing the parallel universe, saying we have to do, I mean, what we have to do to get back, we have to fix everyone, making Ryan realize that you saved everyone, even though you don't realize it, but also giving him space that, hey, this is what you have to do if you need to, and also telling off her mom. Yes. She healed. Yeah, she, she did. She healed probably more... I was going to say more than Ryan, but they have obviously their own different issues. Yeah. Ryan's been holding on. I mean, Taylor's been holding on to that for 19 years or 18 years. So, yeah. Ryan only maybe six to nine months, but still, (laughs) it's it's hard for both of them. Shittiest? Yeah. Three, two, one, Veronica. Yeah. No one else is really, I mean, in the alt world, you can agree that everyone was shitty at some point, but uh, Veronica just, wow. Who you would you, really don't care about your kid. She's awful. Who would you pick in alt world as the shittiest? The shittiest? I would choose Che. Oh, yeah. Che's awful. He sucks. He sucks, like, just using the women. Even their Summer. Gr- he's just, he, like, he doesn't even care. He has no remorse. No, and he's just like, babe, why do you? The thongs keep getting stuck. Oh, my God. He's like, I don't know. It's how I get them out. I use my mouth. I'm like, oh, "Oh, yeah, okay. That makes sense. (laughs) Disgusting. (laughs) Yeah, he was awful. But, I mean, in the beginning of the episode, Kirsten, is it's not so great for her. Mm -mm. She's not not looking good. She's obsessed with that freaking Virginia ham. Yeah. Well, in real world. Yeah, real world. But in alt world, when she first meets Ryan, she's not nice. I mean, I get it. Like, who's a stranger in my house? But you can tell she's the ice queen she used to be. Or that the Newport group has developed her to be even worse. Don't you think, though, right? So if Marissa dies three years ago and Kirsten's working at the Newport group, her father dies after, like a year or or so after, stays at the Newport group, and that probably destroys her. Yeah. She hates it there. I'm sure mentally she does. Right. So that's her every day in and out of work and then she comes home to jimmy who hey maybe they did find each other and love each other like they used to but that's not the world she once knew when she was with sandy cohen right like good old sandy cohen good old sandy cohen (laughs) yeah okay is that time of the week yeah we can do patron of the week it's patron of the week it's patron of the week So this week, we had two new patrons, and they happened to be named after the royals. (laughs) So I'm naming you guys the royals. We have Catherine and William, our two new pledges. We are so excited to get to know you guys. Two in one week rarely ever happens, so it's really awesome that you guys decided to pledge now. We hope that you 
like what you're hearing and that you stick around and that you have the best IT3 experience because we want to get to know you. So send us your birthdays. Send us yes, your little do. send us your little paragraphs of why you decided to join. We definitely want to hear that from you guys. So thank you. And welcome. And welcome, yes. Yay. Are you excited? <laughs> She's doing a little <laughs> shimmy. Okay. So wow, this makes us halfway done. I know. Uh, all right, here is your haiku for season four, episode eight. Wow. The Earth Girls are easy. Oh. Core four surprise trip. Space aliens end a test. Ring in the new year. Okay, well, New Year's. <laughs> Let me grip to that. Um, yeah. The core four. Core four is Taylor part of the core four, I guess, yeah. So the core four. What is the second part? They're going on a trip? Space aliens. Oh. And a test. Oh, space aliens and a test. Wow. Maybe. Oh, this is so hard. I really don't remember anything past Christmas. <laughs> so I only remember like the finale episode <laughs> a tiny bit. Wow. I'm excited to talk about this in After Dark. But uh, space aliens? Summit. Something with Seth and Taylor. Maybe they're nerding out on something at the comic book store and they have to go and they want to meet like George Lucas. Obviously I know it's not George Lucas because we did that thing already, but something like that. And so the core four go on a road trip because Hey, South and summer don't have anything to do. And now Ryan and Taylor are like all cutesy and yeah, a road trip maybe. (laughs) That's a really hard one, but it's new year's. But it's New Year's, so you're good where on are that. you going? Where yeah. are you going? <laughs> you're good on that. That was a fun to watch your face make those facial expressions. Yeah, this is all really hard <laughs> Really, I me. see the wheels turning and you digging. But... I'm like, wow, I'm really, it's a stretch. It's a real stretch. Um, I'm excited to watch next week because, hey, if you're giving me more Taylor and Ryan, I'm totally cool. Yeah. Let's get the core four back together, see like some friendships going on. It's been a while since we've had any A group hang? A group hang at all. It's been mostly summer at Berkeley. Now she's home and Taylor and Ryan. Now we're gonna get like the quad and just fun stuff. I hope it's just a fun, lighthearted episode. Ugh, is Jay is Jay in this episode? <laughs> it's he's not- really in every episode of four so far. He's not over yet. I know. But I, I'm not sure he's in this episode. I don't think so. All right. Well, I'm glad that he's not if he if he's not. Yeah. For sure. But uh, New Year's. It's New Year's Eve. It's cold. <laughs> not, in, not in California, though. Mm, you're really stretching yeah, here. Yeah, I know. It's just, This is a hard one for me. Sorry, oh. guys. Well, you did okay with Thanks. that. Yeah, we'll I, talk I about wasn't expecting anything from that, so... <laughs> Well, that brings us to the end. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you to everyone who sent in your questions and comments. And big thank you to Jess. Yes. Thank you, Jess. Our guest. If you liked that segment and you're like, hey, how do I become a guest? Yeah. Check out our Patreon, ItTakes3Network.com. Over there each month, we put out a guest spot opening for an episode, a future episode of The OC and Gossip Girl. You guys can submit we pick at random, and then you can come be a guest host with us. So it's fun. We have a lot of fun with that. If you're an Apple Podcast listener, please consider rating us and leaving us a review. Five stars. 
And we really appreciate when it when we receive those because it literally feels like Christmaca. Yeah, it's Christmaca every time. And because it's Christmaca, I have a special thing. What's up? It's Misha Barton here. Um, I hear you guys host a podcast about the OC called Let's Talk OC. That's rad. Lots of love to you guys and keep doing what you're doing. And um, I know that Michelle just wants to thank all you fans for being out there and being with them on this journey and talking OC stuff every week. So I think you should do a whole episode about Marissa and her wardrobe. That's just my thoughts. Bye. Wait, why? Why? I'm crying, actually. How, how did you get this Christmaca miracle? Christmaca in August. Okay, so did you- here, here's the scoop. Here's the scoopy scoop since we're transparent on this podcast. I Because was, I'm on socials. I'm on are. socials. Here. Yeah. Um, She's on Cameo. Okay, that's what I figured. Yeah. And so I saw her, she did videos for other people, and I was like, oh my gosh, like how fun would it be just for the podcast? Like, you know, it's kind of an interesting feeling because you're like, mm, do you do this? It's kind of weird. But then you're like, hey, support the artist. Right. Right. And I was like, and plus, I'm not going to tell Liz because I want the reaction <laughs> you just gave me. <laughs> I was pretty much speechless. I mean, obviously, I wanted to hear what she was saying, so I didn't want to freak out too much. But yeah. that's so awesome. And I she's saw, so she's rad. She's rad. She is rad. And so I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna submit a request and what? And obviously, you purchase it. So oh yeah, not again. I'm not gonna. Right. Like, it's not like she's like, hey, let me just pick yeah, out no. this podcast. <laughs> no, and and that's honestly what I was going through. I'm like, is this weird? And then I was like, fuck it, I want to do it because this would be so much fun for our podcast. And I just want to put it out there and plus having her just somehow voice be incorporated into the world that we're in right and plus it's marissa cooper but if it was anyone else regardless it would still be cool but the fact that it's misha and we have such a love for marissa misha and we love marissa cooper and it's chris mccuss so it's funny so i submitted (gasps) this request that's so cool and i'm like waiting and i'm waiting i've never done cameo before same and so I'm like waiting and waiting. I'm like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Like I wanted this for tonight's episode because I wanted to play it for Christmaca. And <laughs> at like 5.45 it comes in. I'm like, it's a Christmaca miracle. <laughs> and I felt like Seth Cohen. And so I play it and I was like, oh, this is really sweet. Like she's a champ. And, you know, I know actors sometimes don't want to mention things about their past and, right. and roles that they we did. We have been talking how Misha has been interviewed so much, especially yeah. during quarantine. I've seen know. so many Skype interviews with her and people constantly are bringing up the OC. Yeah. And she is a trooper and she answers whatever question. She's like, yeah, it's like everything's like really cool to her. Right. Not a problem. I'm not bothered by it, even though maybe I can be per- like, you know, bothered by it at some right. point. But right. She's a trooper. Yeah. And I was like, well, I just, like I said, I want her, I wanted to do this again for your reaction. Also to thank you guys for listening to us. And the fact that like, hey, we should do a Marissa episode on all her wardrobe. Right. And tag Misha and say like, hey, bitch, we did it. (laughs) Yeah. But also, I think that's a great idea. No, that is a great idea. So it was super fun to get that. And when I tell you, Liz, it's been a week of like I oh can't my tell God. Liz. Like I, I can't wanted believe you kept the tell secret her so bad, but I was like, no, I need the shock value. I wish I filmed your face. Oh my god, should have had Ant out here, but that would have been weird because he would have been like filming you, and you'd be like, what the <laughs> he came fuck? In, like with a camera, <laughs> what the fuck is happening? 
But yeah, that I thought that was so super awesome. Fun. Yeah. Thank you, Michelle. Yeah, man. Yeah, that was so much fun. Just I honestly didn't know what to expect until she said, let's talk OC. I was like, wait, what the fuck? I thought it was just like this random like interview you got that she was talking about Chrismica or something. And then when she said, so see, I was like, wait, what? This is not real. And as stupid as it is, hearing her talk, whether or not I sent a request, right, is really cool to just tie in the worlds of like our podcast. Yeah. She's a trooper and an actor. And yes, like... I did it on Cameo, and I'm fine with that. Totally. Because it was for fun. Yeah. But I appreciate her adding the little, like, as, and again, she does not care, but to be like, hey, do an episode on Marissa and her wardrobe. Right. It's not like you said, hey, give me some ideas I didn't. for an episode. No, yeah. I didn't. And I appreciate that. And then it got me thinking, like, we should totally do it as a bonus episode. We should totally do it as a bonus episode. Because we have a fashion segment on this episode, on this podcast. Right. We should totally do it. In the future, we'll do that yeah. when Let's Talk OC Rap. So anyway, that's uh, the big Chris Wicca miracle in my life miracle. today. Miracle. That's awesome. Miracle. Well, thanks, Misha. Yes, thank you, Misha. Stay tuned for our After Dark segment where we will discuss spoilers and other questions. Yes. After Dark. After Dark. dark. Let's talk OC. After dark. I'm on such a high now. I know, like, especially when Mike <gasps> sent the video, I was like, oh my God, Mike, thank you again. Thank you so much for that video. It's just the best thing in your outfit. I love. And then I <laughs> so was like, cute. oh my God. And then we have the Misha file that I'm going to insert here. <laughs> so jam packed Christmas episode. And we have Jess. And we have Jess. It's like the so best. Fun. I feel so good that this, unfortunately, fortunately and unfortunately, this is the last season of the OC. I know. But because it's such a fan favorite, I'm so glad we got so much for this episode. So yeah. hopefully, I'm sure you guys are going to, you know, love hearing about it. You guys love this episode like right. we do. Right. So the fact that Mike and Misha and Jess, like, there's so much, like, just a contribution. It's fun, right? It's, it's fun. Yeah. yeah. It adds to what the episode was. Yeah. So Mike asks, have either of you ever thought about what your life would be like if you didn't meet a specific person or if you went <sighs> to a different high school? If you were given the opportunity to see the world, would you do it or would you be afraid that what you might see would be better than your current life? What about the option to see a world where you never were born and you were able to oh. live the, see the lives of your friends and family? That's freaky. It's the never whole... been born thing? <laughs> well, it's like it makes me think of Back to the Future mm. where you can't fuck with the Yeah, no, you can. Because you can be erased. Yeah, totally. You can be completely gone. And, that, and then that's the butterfly it. effect. Did you ever Yeah, read? oh my God. I love the butterfly effect. So, so many alternate. It's okay. Sorry. It's after dark. I always. So many alternate endings to that, you know, in the way that things happen mm-hmm. if you just change one tiny thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, do I ever. I've ne- something I never think of. I'm not that type of person where I. I don't. I don't have regrets normally or wish I did. I mean, yes, I have, there are things I wish I did or want to do. But I, I don't think I would I I mean I'm I'm proud of the high school we went to. I'm proud of the things I did extracurricular activities and those type like 
I'm happy with the choices that I've made. I've been content with them, maybe because I'm 31. I'm like, yeah, I had so much, I had so much life and I still have so much life. And, but the whole, if I never existed thing freaks me out. (laughs) It makes me think of like then death and I get really weird with death. Not that no one else does. I'm sure everyone out there is like, yeah, no shit. Like everyone doesn't want to think about dying, but you think about like when you are gone or when you're not here, but you have this whole life and memories of things that have happened. And then you could potentially watch those around you where you're not existing. It's like, that's freaky. It's really freaky. And the thing is, if you didn't exist, then your sister probably wouldn't. Right. And same with my sister. Right. So then I'm just coming back to view like my friends and aunt, which Mm -hmm. I probably wouldn't want to do. Right. But I've thought about things like if the only thing that comes down to and I really don't even think that much is if I took a different path in college, mm-hmm. if I ended up going away to the four year yeah, instead of doing I here. I think about that too. And well, even like thinking down the line like, oh, if I do master's, hey, maybe I'll go away and do that because I didn't have that experience. Right. But do I regret it? No. Hey, like it is what it is. I mean, if I went away, it, well, I'm also a big believer in. I truly believe that you everything happens for a reason kind of thing. Yeah. And also everything I've been given in life is how it was supposed to be. Like mm-hmm. I'm supposed to be with Aunt. And I think about just back to Aunt. If I would I don't even want to see the option. No. Aunt is my person. It's freaky. He's my favorite Yeah. Per, you know, you get it. And so but I wondered that when I was younger. Right. You know, like, oh, what if I did get that job in the city? Mm-hmm. What if I, but it all, I was supposed to do this. Right. It all kind of just works out. You know, sometimes I think about, because I was supposed to be a twin. Yeah. I, you ate yeah, your twin. I ate my twin in the womb very early on. So there was no like complete development or anything like that. But I can't imagine there being two of me walking around or me even, I wouldn't even be myself. That means probably my sister wouldn't be existing at this point because... If my mom had twins, maybe, hey, she doesn't need to have another one. I don't know. No offense to you, Shanna. But <laughs> it's just, it's weird to think that. Yeah. And I always say that. I'm like, oh, it'd be so freaky if I was a twin. Like, that doesn't make any sense. I am who I am. And another version of me or a guy version of me is just weird. Right. At this point, because obviously I don't know anything else. Right. Yeah. Great well, question, though. Thank you. And then he says... Commenting on something Liz mentioned last week about zoning out while doing something. Have yeah. any of you ever zoned out while driving? Oh, my God. All the time. Yeah, I have. And you just end up, you're like, how did I get here? Yeah. And then you're like, oh, shit. Did I run scary. a red light? Yeah, yeah. It is scary. Thanks, Mike. Thank you. Tish says she can't believe Frank comes in next episode. Oh, really? Also, in like two episodes, Chris Brown comes and wondering <sighs> how she's going to feel about Chris Brown's appearance. I feel the same way. Yeah. I mean... Michelle and I kind of addressed this off mic, like, how would we handle his situation? And, like, I think it he's just a character. We're not really, we're not talking about Chris Brown himself, this character. What do, you, do we remember his name in the show? <laughs> Whatever his name in the show I is. I uh, Yeah, totally random for him to make an appearance on the show. And Jillian said he's there for, like, two episodes or something like that. And that's it? That's what, I remember she was saying that, I, I don't feel know like if it was a Zoom call. it was... I guess it makes sense if that was, I felt like it was short, but then again, I was like, maybe he's on there for longer. I don't yeah. really remember, but just a random, random, random cameo in this Super show. Super weird. Yeah. Thanks, Tish. Alicia, she says, 
I noticed, and I think perhaps you guys have too, you've been focusing, Been we and her have been focusing a lot on Ryan and Taylor, but do you think without Marissa that this season was written to be more about Seth and Summer? Obviously, the show is about Ryan and his journey, but do you think without Marissa this season, the writers decided to focus more on Summer and Seth's story to distract the viewers from the fact that Marissa and Ryan's story is over? Hmm. And what made her think of this is the fact that the episode The Summer Bummer, which was last week, was... I mean, it was about Summer. Her name is in the title. We didn't really pay too much attention to them. I feel like since the beginning of this season, even though we know the development of Summer in 4, like, I feel like we're not, we barely touch upon Seth. We've we've done, like, silly things with Summer, but it's mostly, like, the healing of Ryan and the healing of Summer. So, like, it, I don't really see that, like, Seth Ummer focus yeah because they're not going through issues right now they were they were and they will again yes they will but the miscommunication with them seth's been extremely mature so there's been no fighting on that so it's like when you're mature you have a healthier relationship or like that right exactly so maybe they're just on the back burner for now even though they are like I was going to say the strongest ship, but they're, so I guess Seth and Sandy and Kirsten right now are. But yeah, I feel like there's a lot of focus. I mean, maybe because we have seen the past two to three episodes with the Taylor and Ryan stuff. So maybe that's why I feel like that's completely taken over. Because it's new. And it's new. And so we're developing, developing it still. And so I feel like the writers felt like they needed to focus on that more. And I feel that Seth and Summer got together in season one. Yeah. This is the end of this series. Right. We do know what happens to Seth and Summer at the right. end. They're endgame. They're endgame. They get married. Let's, yeah, let's focus on that. And and we know where we're going to. Like, we know, I think, at this point that they're not breaking up. Right. It would be silly for them to break up in season four or even on the finale of season four. Like, what would be the purpose of that it's, as I mean, a story? They can lead you to believe that. Yeah. No, they do. goes off. Yeah, they really do. But we know that. Yeah. And then Ryan and Taylor are just so new, and then you, you're focused on more of like, wait, why is this happening? I like it. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. It seems rushed. Right. Yeah. Thanks, Alicia. Thank you. Vic says she's so excited for next week's episode. And in this episode, he was afraid to ask, talking about Ryan, was afraid to ask Taylor to dinner because it might send her mixed signals. Then next episode, he plans a trip for them to go to Vegas. Oh, yeah. Had no recollection of that. And Seth and Summer jump on. This is like a light yeah, synopsis. Seems like it. And I don't remember, but two chicks, I believe, that are wearing alien masks steal their stuff and go to a rave. And so they have to get the stuff back. And also there's a pregnancy test. Summer thinks she's pregnant. Or does Taylor think she – I think it's Summer – then Seth thinks she's pregnant. <laughs> no one's pregnant. You haven't read, watched this episode, I guess, no, in a I ha- while. <laughs> I have not watched it, no. And there's a pregnancy test, and then there's this awkward Seth thinks he should propose to Summer to show that he'll be there Oy, for her yeah, regardless. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, not if I propose to you first. Wow, I have no I have no Good. memory of this at all. Then no that's memory. fun. That is fun. Yeah. But Frank... Why do we get introduced to Frank? He just all of a sudden says, hey, Ryan, I want to be part of your life again. I think I, well, he gets he, released from jail, I guess, since he's and he been in jail. Comes and says he's sick and he's dying. Uh, makes sense. If I makes remember sense, this sense. correctly. That totally makes sense. I'm pretty sure. It sounds lying. right. Yeah. 
But he's not actually dying? No. <laughs> no. Unless he Gossip is. Gossip Girl likes to do, I mean, Gossip Girl. Josh and Stephanie like to do that at shows. Yeah, at this point. Right. But yeah, that's all we have for After Dark this week. So thank you guys. Yeah, Frank next week. And then Frank stays until the, the end or no? He's just like well, a short. Yeah, because. I guess so, because he's with Julie. Hi, good. <sighs> I'm not looking forward to that whole so thing. So Frank and then we'll the have. The bullet, bang. Bang. He's still bang. <laughs> He's still there. We still have the bullet. We still have Frank. Okay, so, wow. She dates these two men really close together then. Well, I mean, Julie and Frank don't get together. Until, like, the last episode? I don't remember when they get together, but it's not... I don't think... I don't really remember. I don't want to say anything. Okay, yeah. Well, I'm sure everyone's yelling at their... I'm sure they are, too. They're like, wow, come on, guys. Yeah, well, the bullet... But the bullet and Caitlin... He does stay around for longer because I know they develop that relationship and even Julie does decide to date him. Well, she almost marries him. Which is weird. I, and then Caitlin... How many men is she going to marry into this <laughs> show? Caitlin really wants them to be together. Well, of course she does. Do you remember the earthquake episode? No. Is that next week? Because <laughs> you said the earth girls, so that was why we Mm-mm. think of that. Yeah, that's down the line, right? And they move Pretty out. Pretty sure that's and- the penultimate that makes sense. And we'll have our friends, <gasps> yeah. Simon and Dom. Dom on. and Simon will be on for that. I'm yeah. excited. Yeah, me too. That's to hear their perspective. Which but. I was talking to Sam and she's like, oh, yeah, we're going to be on 15. I'm like, ooh, actually, you're not. Because <laughs> Dom and Simon are. But they're coming on for episode 12. Oh, okay, cool. Sam so and Bobby. Four weeks. Are we on eight next week? Yeah. yeah. Halfway, okay. halfway done. Halfway done. I know. The year flies by. In, in OC episodes and the OC Gossip Girl episodes go the, each know. week. Oh, anyway, goodness. guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Send us a. Should we do something a Santa Chris- hat? I was gonna say Christmaca themed and a menorah. Sure, a Santa hat and a menorah and a turkey. And, no, and a, a tur- ham. Ham. Are there ham emojis? Probably. I'd say there is. And like, I really hope that someone else recognized the annoying obsession with the virginia ham i did okay <laughs> but you guys let us know i certainly did yeah is there a ham emoji there is <laughs> i'm in the food uh, you know how sometimes you can uh, picture an emoji if you type yeah. ham it doesn't come up no all right I well i don't see anything there is no santa hat is there oh are you kidding okay guys do a christmas tree <laughs> And a menorah. Yeah, that's if you good get enough. this far. We haven't gotten a lot of emojis. I know people are listening. I see you all listening. In yeah. fact, I was looking at our numbers. I'm like, where are you guys? Yeah. I know you're there. And maybe you're like me, which I'm guilty of, a listener who listens and just for the pleasure of listening, doesn't feel the need doesn't to reach out. The need. That's me as a listener. So I understand y'all who are doing that out there. I totally get it. And there are times when I'm like, oh man, I should I should reach out or I should do this. Right. Like just the one, you know, I relate to this portion. Yeah. This was really funny. You said that. And like. And then your life goes on. And then, that's, <laughs> then you're like, oh shit, I didn't do it. Oh well. Maybe next week. Maybe. <laughs> but probably not. But keep listening. We really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. No, we really do. Yeah. We'll see you next week. 